For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. And between Tony and I, we probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can find us at Browns Believe. That's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V. Tony, there's a lot to talk about this week as we've moved through some full contact practices. However, first, you know the NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. For those of you who are interested, I'll give you a little bit of what I've done over the past few weeks, Tony. I've been betting a lot of baseball, a little bit of basketball. Once I'm on the Lakers, they were only minus four against the Blazers the other day. Gotta take that, right? Baseball, a little bit different. I actually won, right? Because I, I pay attention to the pitching matchups more than anything. Had the Pirates, even though they only had four wins on the season, took them against the Brewers. Thought the pitching matchup was well in their favor. Won on that. 
bet on the Marlins yesterday against the Nationals. One on that. Had the Rangers against the Athletics. One on that. You don't have to make massive bets. I don't make huge bets. I'm not betting thousands of dollars every time. But it's nice to see some winnings. So take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Tony, the way things are shaping up for the Browns, I might be taking the under <laughs> because for some reason this franchise seems to be cursed with all of the injuries that are happening. First, we'll talk about, though, the overall NFL, the COVID scare that happened over the weekend with you know several teams being impacted with tons of false positives, kind of like a fire drill for the NFL. And I have to say, it looks like the NFL passed. Well, you know, here's my take on this whole thing. I, I mean, I realize, you know, this whole thing is a work in progress, right? As we go through, we learn what we should do, what we shouldn't do. And I think what's becoming evident is um, through the, the first month or so of this is that the, the testing everyone all the time, while it sounds great, right, because, hey, I, I – whether whether I feel like I'm you know sick or not, I'm getting tested and I'll know whether or not I have it. That that's a, that's a you know at first that was a great thing, but I, I think what we're starting to see here is the importance of of testing people who have symptoms. I, I mean, I think when you look at the false positives, Stefanski had no he had no symptoms whatsoever. Now we test the guy and all of a sudden, you know, we believe he has it. It throws a team into a panic and and, and then he doesn't have it. Well. You know, if we only tested the people who felt like they might have it, then, you know... That, yeah, but, I mean, are we too late then, right? Are we missing points? I mean, I, I, I'd i rather have a false positive early and then have the guy retest, and maybe he's out for a day, than... Yeah, I well, I just think, in the in the grander scheme of things, the bigger bigger picture outside of, outside of football, outside of football. I, I just think that that's... We, we need to think think that through outside of football. Um but but the one thing I, I do love seeing I've been I've been uh, you know turning the TV on and watching some of these uh, some of the practices I, I mean I do enjoy seeing people on the field like doing normal <laughs> things I mean it's 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 fun to watch um, and and it's fun to see people kind of starting to relax a little bit too I know the first couple practices everyone was a little tense and uptight. And uh, not that I'm saying that we should ever get to a point where we let our guard down, but but it's it's nice when you turn the TV on, you can see guys and they're going through natural yeah. motions, natural progressions, and they're not fake throwing the ball, you know, because they're not allowed to throw the ball. I mean, actually throwing the ball that's gonna help, <laughs> you know. No, I, training camp really. I mean, in my seasons in the league, it, it was one of my favorite times of year, especially being down in Tampa. That defensive coaching staff that we had, I loved watching the position groupings. We had Rod Marinelli, arguably one of the greatest defensive line coaches of all time, coaching our defensive line. And they had Joe Barry on our linebackers, and we had Mike Tomlin with our defensive backs. And that was a lot of my responsibility. And just following those groupings and seeing them walk through the drills and, and be active and aggressive with it, and then the coaches and the, just the fine-tuning of the technique – it was so awesome, and granted, that defense was awesome. I mean, <laughs> you know, when you have Simeon Rice and Warren Sapp on your defensive line, you got 
Derek Brooks and Shelton Corals um, as your linebackers, and you got Rondé Barber and, and John Lynch in your defensive backfield. Right, you're watching <laughs> some elite level talent too, so it, that part was fun as well. But yeah, it's good to just see guys back in motion, moving through some things, seeing some hits, um, seeing a little bit of crispness. Right, you can see it kind of coming around. It's not quite there yet, right? But that's the beginning of training camp, right? The, the struggle, I think, and we've mentioned it before, is, and it's for everybody, what is week one going to look like? I mean, really, that's that's going to be the question, and, and how sloppy, you know, might those first three weeks be? And, and the more I think about it, yeah, it helps with the continuity to a certain extent, guys knowing playbooks and things like that, but that doesn't necessarily help with the crispness, yeah. right, regardless, because guys just are not used to... Well, I, I think you'll see offenses that are going to struggle out of the gate, which is typically, you know, that's that's typically the norm. I mean, when you get into training camp, a defense is always coming in ahead of the offense. Um, because I, I don't want to say you don't have to know what you have to do. Uh, I mean, you, you do. But it's a lot easier to just say, go get the ball, as opposed to, you know, working on timing. It's hard to work on timing with wide receivers that you haven't, well, I, I think, mean, Yeah, balls I think the challenge is going to be, the, from the defensive standpoint, the defensive backfields that are new together, yeah, right? If you flipped over your, your DBs or your safeties or whatever, then you're going to have some struggles in that. just the communication process, right? Who picks up this route? Who picks up that route? And I think that's where you might see the offenses succeed is because you'll have some confused defensive backfield. And that's where I'm really worried about the Browns now because you have Grant Delpit coming in, looked like he was going to play a key role, if not be a starter for this team. Tears his Achilles. Couple plays later, couple minutes later, you have Greedy Williams go down uh, with a shoulder injury as well, and then you have essentially the entire defensive backfield hurt. You know, MJ Stewart was in uniform but has a hamstring issue the other day, right? Terrence Mitchell has a knee injury. Kevin Johnson, I mean, thank God the guy's still alive, right? I mean, has a you know a lacerated liver, uh, and he's you know, week to week, I can't imagine we're getting him back before we hit the quarter pole of the season. Mm -hmm. So what is this defensive backfield going to look like for the Browns? Yeah, you might get some pressure up front, but are you going to get that pressure in enough time? Because you got a bunch of guys out there that either might not know what they're doing or tr normally wouldn't be in those positions because they wouldn't be starter. Or, or, or do you, we can almost assume that they're going to be doing things they they know wh how to do them, but they may not be able to do them at the rate of speed. You yeah. Know, who knows if they're going to be back one hundred percent? So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, we we've, we've been we've been seeing it for a while that di you know the defense was the one area that that we we felt we were in a little bit of trouble. We were a little bit of trouble going into the start of the season, and now I think we're in a lot of bit of trouble because. Um, you know they did. Um, you know we did sign Malcolm Smith, which is an okay addition. Uh, I mean, well, I mean it, you know, yeah, the guy hasn't been a starter since yeah, 2016, I, and he played. He had four. I think he maybe played five games and had four tackles last year. Well, well that being said, he, he was probably one of our. <laughs> he's probably one of our yeah. top guys. Okay, all right, all right. All right. Fair enough. That's, Fair enough. Yes, yeah. he probably would be a starter yeah. for us. Yeah, Even Mac Wilson hadn't have gotten hurt. Yeah. He, he might have been a starter with for us anyway. Yeah, it'd be different if the Raiders or Ravens had signed him, but th this was us. So, um, it, you know, he he isn't. But I, I, I just think we're really, really in trouble. I, I mean, I, I was really excited to see of, of all the the new 
uh, newcomers to the team. I really Delpit was the the one guy that you kind of got a little bit excited about. Um, yeah, so it, it, you know to not have him this year, not going to be good, and certainly to have the Achilles uh, be the injury of choice. Uh, not really great for his future too, because what while you know surgeries have gotten better, that's still a that's a big one to come back from. I, I As mean, a guy that had one, not that I'm a professional athlete, but yeah. you know, I, it's I, I tore mine uh, in 2013, and uh, there's still times where I can feel it, uh, and I don't have obviously the training regimen that he's going to have from a recovery standpoint. But I also don't have to do yeah. the explosive maneuvering day to day in the classroom. <laughs> that he's going to be required to do on the field and it is it's going to be a challenge for him coming back and it's it's sad because actually the defensive backfield with Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams and and Delpit and either Carl Joseph or Zendejo depending on who you were going to slot in there from your your core four I was actually pretty excited about that unit i thought that unit was going to be a little better than people had anticipated yeah. um you take del pitt out of that you take greedy williams out of that you take a little bit of the depth with kevin johnson out of that and, and mj Stewart. like now joseph's foot is still yeah you're looking at it and are they the linebacking core i mean the back two-thirds of our defense is highly suspect as we move through camp i don't think anybody's going to say that the defensive line is not going to do their job a lot of people you hear picking miles garrett as a potential defensive player of the year i mean you look at his numbers before the suspension last year and, and he was lighting it up and he's been amazing since he got here yeah so i don't think we're gonna have to worry about that but that the linebackers we've been talking about for i mean since january and now the defensive backfield with some of the injuries i'm i'm very worried about how this season may play. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm the Browns uh, and or if I'm an opponent of the Browns, I, I mean, I don't necessarily need to worry about the second and third level as much. So when you when you have a guy like Miles Garrett, you can focus solely on Miles Garrett. And if you eliminate Miles Garrett, you know, if we double, triple, whatever team <laughs> we need to do on him, and we can take care of him and get it to that next level and nobody's at the next level, no one's at the uh, third level, I, I mean, th then you don't have to worry about it so much. So, and, and, and with that, that's where it gets tough too because, um, you know, it, all joking and kidding aside, I mean, we got to be careful with Miles Garrett because you there's a target on his back already. But as those other levels start to crumble and teams are able to focus more on him, now the entire game it's it's Miles Garrett against the world type of deal. And how how long is he able to maintain his health yeah. when 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 because God, God forbid. I mean, I think we saw it at the end of last year. If, if if he happens to go down or we have to limit his number of snaps on the field, that does not bode well for our defense. I no, mean, I mean, they I went from a top 10 defense to a bottom five defense yeah. when he went out. I mean, yeah. there's no yeah. – and, and not much else changed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, 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 they do, I'm sure the team is cognizant of that and they're going to have to prepare for that. But it's um, 
Oh, that's not looking good on defense. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to have him back at practice at least. Oh, yeah. At least oh, yeah. He's back to practice. Chubb's back, you know, clear to practice. So so you're seeing those types of things. OBJ is doing some OBJ things. We're just hoping those things translate to the games, right? He's looking good. Some of those throws, though, you're questioning, like, yeah, that was a great catch, but uh, I don't regularly want to be throwing and yeah. up for grabs into double coverage <laughs> from that standpoint. But as expected, Tony, we talked about it last time. No receiver has really stepped up to kind of claim that number three spot. And my preference, realistically, I don't think there is a guy on this roster that can do that. I think you'd be better off. Hooper's looking excellent. You know, obviously, Joku's a little hurt. You know, Harrison Bryant's looking good. I'm running two tight end sets almost nonstop because I don't think our third receiver is better than our second tight end. No, and I'm not sure. I guess maybe I should have researched that. Who's who's still available? Um, you know, as far as wide receivers, but um, I I think we're going to need to make a move. We're going to need to bring someone in because um, if the defense is is already in the trouble that we think they're in, and even if everybody who's dinged up, banged up, whatever on defense comes back with the exception obviously Del Pitt I don't think he's going to well, yeah. magically come That's back it. from that if he can come back in uh, you know four weeks from an Achilles or even even 15 weeks if he's available for the end of the season it would be uh, the quickest recovery yeah. ever I, I mean we're going to need to get our stuff to we're, we're going to have to be good on offense we, we have to stay on the field we have to have the ability to at least um, you know, bang out some first downs. Maybe not score every time we get the ball, obviously, but you got to no, be able gotta, to string yeah. together some first downs and, and control the clock a little bit. Because if once we lose that ability and we throw um, the pressure on the defense to win games, it, that's we're done at that point. I, I mean, there's no sugarcoating that. That'll be that'll be our undoing. If the offense is unable to produce and unable to stay on the field. Then we're done. I mean, there's there's no. And part of the challenge it. is the offensive line is not looking exceptionally good right now. That might be due to the fact that our defensive line is very good, right? I think yeah. it's going to be one of the top units in the league if, if everybody can stay healthy. If you're again, we just talked about Miles Garrett, but hey, Joby I think is is underrated. I know he's a little banged up right now. Porter Gustin has has done some good things from a, from a backup perspective, and then from a starting perspective, you have Sheldon Richardson and Olivier Vernon coming off the edges as well, or in the middle. Those guys on the right side, they've done great. Miles Garrett, Nova, and Joby on the left hand side have done good. I think that's going to be a great unit. So maybe that's what's causing the offensive line to look not so great, or maybe it's just they're not a great offensive line, and that's going to have negative trickle down effects for the entire offense. Yeah. It's well, doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't look good. I, I mean, I don't uh, I don't know. Is Josh Gordon still out there? I mean, uh, I think he is still out there actually. You're going to bring in Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown? I mean, uh, and uh I don't know. If ever there was a time for Josh Gordon to come back, it would be in a time uh, that, that we're forced to live in a bubble. I mean, is there any way we can enforce the bubble and put put Josh in it? Just make sure we <laughs> check his pockets before we let him in. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I Like I said, we, we'll, ha- we'll have to find someone or someone's going to have to step it up, one of the two. And in looking at the folks that we have, 
I'm not really, I'm not really, I'm not really confident we have someone who could, who could step it up. I mean, you can say, Hey, I'm going to step it up and you could have a really positive attitude, but if you don't have the physical ability to be a number three, you're not going to be that number three, no matter how, you know, how many self-help books you read. Um, so that, that's, that's where we're at. And it'll be up to Stefanski to figure that out. Um, you know, how, how do we make up for the fact that we don't have a legitimate three? Are we doing more of the two tight end sets and, and relying more heavily on them? Um, I guess we'll see. We're only we're only a couple weeks away from... Uh, yeah, we're about two the, and a half weeks from the first game against the Ravens in Baltimore on September 13th. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody really likes our chances in those games. Uh, oh, if our... If our Oh, I, I, our, our defense, they better play lights out and, and, uh, Miles Garrett better come in hungry. Uh, I mean, we're going to need, we're going to need some sacks. We're going to, okay. That's a quarterback. Once again, you talk about him being worn down. I mean, that's the guy he's chasing around the whole entire day. So Lamar from our Jackson. partners here at, at, at betonline.ag, Tony, uh, <laughs> Browns plus nine and a half. Who you got? I'll go with the Ravens. I'm not a betting man. I'm not, I'm not a betting man, but I, I'd, I'd, I'd go all in on the Raiders. Or Ravens. I keep saying Raiders. I don't know why. I mean, well, that's I, okay. I, mean, I, mean, I hate the them both are, equally. The Raiders are, the Raiders are a pick against the Yeah, Biscotti's got a better haircut than uh, uh, Davis, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think he actually I, I, has a barber. I think, I think everyone has a better haircut than Mark Davis, right? I don't think there's a person on the planet that has worse hair I think than he, Mark Davis. He actually, he, I think I always picture him, envision him like going to the one of those lemonade stands. You know how like the kids on the corner have the lemonade stand, and then he's like, "Well, I don't need any lemonade, but do you guys think he could cut my hair real quick?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, poor Mark. So, Tony, as, as we move through, what is your hope for these last kind of few weeks of training camp for the Browns, for the team? Offensive side, defensive side, whatever. What is the one thing that you hope can be resolved by the end of camp? I, the uh, On offense, we, we, we have to break camp confident in our offensive line, and we have to break camp confident in our ability as an offense to stay on the field, like we 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 have to, we have to know that if called upon, we can we can get on the field and we can grind out first downs. Not necessarily score. I mean, eventually, you know. Well, you're gonna have to score, but you gotta get you gotta get two or three first downs, right? Yeah. Because then, hey, you're you can win a little bit of the position battle, field position battle from that yeah. standpoint. Because hey, even if we're pinned, hey, you get two or three first downs. Then you're punting from you know the forty or the fifty or even your you know thirty fine okay yeah but if yeah if you're pinned deep and you're not getting first downs you're yeah. in trouble and, and then on defense I mean we just have to stay healthy I I mean I, I hate to you know that sounds goofy because everybody's got to stay healthy but at this point we cannot afford to be losing anyone else I, I mean we, we're we're bare bones. I mean, you know, we talk about that defensive line, uh, you know, kind of solidifying. We can't afford if if one of them goes down, then I think we're in deep, deep trouble because we have zero depth uh, on a, on a defensive squad that really had not a lot on the first string. When you when you get to those second, uh, you know, that second level 
secondary was okay, but now they're not. Um, we just need to have that. And I, I think as a team overall, the, the biggest thing, if I'm Stefanski, you know, you don't want to talk about losing that first game. Obviously, if you're a great coach, you're going into that game. You, you know, But you have to be ready and you have to be prepared for what happens if we lose that game. Because the last thing we can allow with a young team that's you got all these new elements involved is that to have that uh, self-doubt creep in at, at a major level early on in the season. We have to get out of the gate hot um, yeah, for multiple reasons. We, I mean, who knows? This might end up being a, a shortened season. Uh, you, you know, we, we might end up, I don't know if we'll skip games, how that works. Uh, you know, if, if teams, you know, I know in baseball well, they're I, saying, hey, we're not playing, but in football you play once a week. So the start of the season, I don't think there's a bigger swing for any team than there is for the Browns where they're nine and a half point underdogs week one. They're nine-point favorites week two against the Bengals <laughs> at this point. So, like I've said before, it starts horribly with the, at the Ravens. But the next two weeks, home against the Bengals, home against Washington, those are two winnable games. I think where they stand after week three is really going to determine the season. I mean, if they could somehow miraculously pull out a win in week one – Obviously, that would be great, but they need to be 2-1 as they head into week four and travel to Dallas. Mm -hmm. If they are not, I'm going to say essentially the season's over at that point. If you don't beat Cincinnati and Washington, just mail it in at this point because it ain't happening. Yeah. No. And, you know, once again, that's going to be an early on test of the ability of Stefanski as a, as a head coach. I mean, we're going to see quickly what, what he's made of yeah because um, he's going to have to keep them he's got to keep them together because the last thing you want to do is to get waxed by Baltimore in the first game and then to allow Cincinnati to come into your stadium and leave with I mean oh, I, I don't even want to think about it I mean but if that happens I think you, you might as well just start fake coughing and just say <laughs> we can't finish the season out um because that I don't even want to think about that. That, that. that would not be good. The whole team's got the COVID. Yeah. Right? yeah. The Rona. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thanks for listening, Browns backers. Once again, we're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can find us at Browns believe that's at Browns B L E A V. Shop check. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.